Cindy's Choice is powered by integrity-centric businesses found at cindyschoice.com. It's Cindy's Choice to be brave and make a difference. Cindy here, and thank you, thank you for being here as I continue with my destitute to destiny story, and oh my goodness, I'm getting excited. It's, it's hard to, um, I'm, I want to share the destiny part because I'm not here. Y'all, this isn't just me like needing to express myself. No, how I express myself is I get out and love on the community and help people and, you know, help small businesses so that and support the community. That's how I express myself. It's taken a lot for me to get to the point to talk about me, you know, and especially in our kind of uh, self, um, self-serving self society, it seems like, more than ever. And I don't think it is more than ever. I think that's always been a human struggle. I just think it's in our face more than ever. Uh, you know, I think that's just the across-the-board human struggle uh, to, you know, to learn not to be about ourselves and the tremendous blessings that come that when we do focus on others. So thank you. Thank you for being here as I keep processing in real time here with you. And I, I also, I, I kind of got to thinking as I was processing, and I'll talk about this more, but I'm realizing, like I share as I process, you know, I've, I've talked about some of these things before. I'm going a little bit deeper this time, but I'll end up going a lot deeper another time. And that, that it does need to come in layers, but also, you know, I, I struggled with, um, I didn't recognize this for a long time, that I had PTSD. And we'll talk about that more uh, further down the road. But with PTSD, you don't, uh, you don't recall everything. It's like through me being able to process here with you, that is what's helping. And, and things kind of come back in spurts sometimes uh, where it's like, oh, you know, and I, I knew it happened, but I had pressed it down so deep and just was, you know, so determined to stay in denial that, um, I, you know, it just reveals itself suddenly. And it's, it's just kind of interesting because, again, I'm just now experiencing all this as I get to process with you. So I want to pick back up where I'm, I'm in this kind of crazy time of uh, being a, a single mom in Dallas, Texas, and here I am again, you know, uh, complaining about um, being popular. <laughs> and that, you know, if you're you know, if you're watching and not listening, you might see me blush a little bit because I was actually sharing. I was sharing with my producer, my amazing creative director, and and helping keep kind of involved with this more down the road. But I was like, you know, it's hard to talk about. Um, being popular, like there, you know, there's, you know, uh, so many people would be like, oh, poor Cindy, you know, <laughs> she, <laughs> she had too many, you know, boys that wanted to date her, or too many men that wanted to ma marry her. And that was the case. And uh, it's, um, it is awkward to talk about because it wasn't uh, the, it wasn't promiscuity. No, that's not what they were attracted to. There was this, I've always been just super authentic. I've always been this free spirit kind of, I've always just been full of love of what, you know, of this love that I wanted, of this love that I, you know, craved. This Pollyanna in me has just always just beamed through me, even in my dysfunction. 
So, you know, when I'm thinking about this time, and the only reason I was recognizing there was something wrong with me was because of what I was attracting. And that's, you know, I was trying so hard. You know, I, I'm just so thankful that I recognized, oh, my goodness, if I keep attracting this, that's not on them. That's on me. So what's going on in me that keeps attracting that? And then I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know, I'm amazing. I, I have a great attitude. I work hard. You know, I'm a good mom, and I'm an overcomer. It really took a lot to really dig in and figure out what my issues were. But I just, you know, recognized what I didn't recognize and started doing the work. And I think that's what happens with people so often is uh, that, you know, you've got to do the work to figure out what's going on with you. And I had started digging in, but for now, I was just in a stage of recognizing this pattern kept happening, and I had to take responsibility for that pattern. And so what am I going to do to stop that pattern? Well, it worked out really good because I, uh, you know, I'd had a successful clothing business. I'd, I started when I was in Chattanooga, and I, you know, just got it started good when uh, my ex-husband wanted to move back to Texas. And then I'd started it again in uh, San Angelo and was just starting to do really good with that when I realized that um, San Angelo wasn't the best place for us to be. So um, one of my clients from Chattanooga, uh, she was a business owner, and um, one of my, my clothing clients, we had stayed in touch. And as I was kind of contemplating you know, what do I do? I'm in North Dallas, for goodness sakes. I'm in a marketing position. You know, I'm out there networking and connecting, you know, constantly. And I was trying to, you know, balance it with church and uh, being involved in my children's school and so forth. And I'm like, how do I separate myself from the temptation <laughs> of being lured in to another um, relationship that I didn't want to be in? So, uh, I I called my friend back in Chattanooga because I was thinking, you know, Chattanooga, it's not a Dallas. <laughs> Chattanooga is a lot more, it's a smaller area. It's a more conservative area. And the uh, cost of living was a lot easier to manage. And I thought, you know, I never wanted to leave Chattanooga. Both my children were born there. And I'm like, you know, maybe I, I, that's where I need to be for my single mom season. And so, you know, I gave her a call, and sure enough, she's like, get back here. She goes, I want you to come back here because she, you know, she knew I was a good marketer because she was my client and when I market, marketed the clothing. And um, she's like, get back here. Uh, I want you to market my business. So um, that, that was my way out of breaking my cycle again. So I remember it's like, the first time I kind of got in this cycle, single lady, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I'm not picking on Dallas. Dallas is a great town, but it is a singles mecca. Um, but, you know, and I ended up kind of, you know, trying to escape that by working in another town. But that was limited, and I ended up, you know, getting into the wrong marriage to try to break that cycle that I didn't understand how to manage. And or I wasn't really understanding what was wrong with it because everyone around me was like, you know, C Cindy's got it going on. Like, lucky Cindy. She, you know, it's, it's, it's really crazy confusing. And so now I'm back in that cycle again. How am I going to break it? I've got to cut and run. <laughs> I've got to get 
in a uh, better environment for protecting myself from that temptation. So that summer, um, I planned to, you know, start the job in July. So while the children are, I sent them to be with their dad for summer break. That would give me time to get moved and get set up so they could um, join me out back in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it was a, a wonderful position that I had. I was, uh, they, they had, th there was a healthcare business. They had three locations and one of those was a cancer boutique, like in the big hospital there, the um, Erlinger Hospital. So I was managing the boutique, and then I was also marketing for all three locations. Well, this is when, um, you know, and, and the kids, uh, it's hard to say, they seem to thrive with, because, you know, I had to really battle with, oh, my goodness, I'm really taking them a long way from their father. Yet their father really wasn't that involved in their lives anyway and like they could have longer times there in the summer and you know have half the Christmas holiday and so forth like that and I, I really seriously struggled with that but I remembered what somebody I had to do what was best for our little unit and it wasn't good for us to be in that environment with me as a single mom so we're back in Chattanooga I've got a great job and the kids are settled in good we're doing fine well now this had started happening not it, this kind of I was getting hints of this before I left Dallas, but it started getting a lot more evident when I while I was on this new job. Now keep in mind, and even like the owner of the business would remind me, Cindy, this is a huge adjustment. You know, this kind of a big move, new job, big move, not long out of a divorce, and you know another big move. So you know, give yourself time. So I took that in consideration, but I still knew something was really wrong with me because I'd started getting an issue with fatigue uh, before we'd moved. And I'm a very high energy, always on kind of person. And, I, you know, I, I never did caffeine. If, if I did caffeine, you would not, you know, nobody would be able to manage being around me. I've always had this high energy, and we'll talk about that again, kind of a, um, I'm recognizing, you know, now kind of a manic thing going on, and I'll, I'll talk about that some more too, the PTSD, the, the bipolar, and all that are factors here that I had no clue about for the longest time. I always thought I had a little bit of ADD, but just enough to work to my benefit, so who really knows? I don't focus on that too much. I just, on what it is, I just focus on how to make it better, how to manage it and do better. But all those were factors. And so I, I'd started dealing with some fatigue. And so, you know, I didn't do coffee or anything. And all of a sudden, I find myself wanting coffee, you know. And then I find myself wanting sweet tea. I found myself wanting Red Bulls, these sugary caffeine kind of that I did not usually include much of at all in my diet all of a sudden I was kind of leaning toward those because I would get some like major fatigue well the bad thing about fatigue is you can't caffeine through it it's like it doesn't matter how much caffeine you do or how much you sleep it doesn't fix the fatigue there's something else going on that you have to figure out but I didn't know that and so by the time we got to Chattanooga, and, I've, and I'm working this, you know, job that's really two jobs. I'm marketing all the businesses and managing the boutique. I was just really struggling. The fatigue was just exhausting me. 
And I'd also noticed I was having a horrible time with focus. It's just my mind, I just could not, like, keep it on track. And I was used to multitasking, handling lots of responsibility, you know, managing, a, you know, managing money and a whole lot of things. And, you know, this is something no one else was noticing, but I was noticing it big time. And no one else was noticing that it was affecting my job, but I could tell I wasn't giving them my best. It was, they were perfectly happy with my performance, but I could tell that I wasn't giving my best and I could tell that I was fading. And, you know, this was really tough. I had a really good job, you know, at security, so we call it, there's no security, but, um, and here I've made this big move. I'm out here all on my own with these two children, but I'm realizing, you know, something's up with me and I can't risk like not performing on this job for one thing. You know, my integrity wouldn't allow that. If, you know, I need to be ahead of the curve on this. If there's something wrong that I can't figure out and I've got to manage, then I need to, like, put myself at risk, not others. And, you know, I, I appreciated the fact that they had trusted me in that role and so forth, and, and I didn't want to, you know, keep taking a paycheck if I, I wasn't trusting that I would be able to keep delivering and that I wasn't you know, giving my best. And I didn't know how to talk about it. How do you, I didn't know that this, I had no clue what was going on with me. But I thought, you know what, I should get my clothing business going again because that way I'm managing on my own. I can, you know, still make a really good income and, you know, build build bigger. But I'm not putting, you know, this business at risk or risking not, you know, being able to show up and, uh, you know, my job performance wavering and plus it takes time to build a clientele so I thought I if I'm going to do this I got to do this but I wasn't going to build a clothing clientele on their time either I I had to make a clean break and then start that well <laughs> that's uh that's not easy to do it takes time to build a pipeline and so I I um I ended up giving them notice on for the job and again it timed out so it was that next summer so the children were visiting their dad for the summer and this gave me time to rebuild but this meant going without you know income for some months as I was getting booking secured for like the next fall season and so I pretty much lived on my Texaco card I remember this very well that summer uh, I you can eat at Texaco, and you can get gas at Texaco, <laughs> and the kids weren't there. So I pretty much lived on my Texaco card that summer while I just stayed busy connecting with women that uh, would want to, you know, ha host presentations and um, getting fashion shows set up and so forth so that fall I could kick in with my clothing business. So I, I, I did good because my health was getting worse. I, I was having a bigger struggle with fatigue and then a plus two I was noticing my agitation level like you know I would shared how this Pollyanna had everything buried deep it took a lot to trigger my anger it, it took a lot well all of a sudden I was noticing I was having like some problems with you know getting triggered too easily and I was uh, really starting to pay attention to that because you know I didn't want I didn't want that affecting my children. So I'm struggling with that. And then uh, all of a sudden, sorry, bear with me, because I'm just kind of, I haven't thought this through to this degree before as I'm, I'm sharing with you. 
So August of that year, of, of the next year. So I'm rocking on with my clothing business a full year. Y'all, it was amazing. I was, um, I built up like uh, you know, lots of shows. I, women all over town were purchasing the clothes and hosting shows. But I'd also um, had a relationship with a wonderful lady. Uh, some of you from Chattanooga will, will remember Mary Ellen Loker. She was like um, the most loved uh, news personality in the area. She had overcome cancer twice herself at this point, and the whole community had kind of gone through that with her. So this lady made such a huge impression on my life because remember, I'm a young Christian at this point, um, and she just really had planted some seeds with me. She wore the the clothing that I sold. She wore on um, Channel Nine. And um, she would, she was lined up that fall to speak. At t I had two big fundraisers uh, that I had planned, and she was going to be my speaker, my um, at those events. So I'm like, I got it going on. We were plugged into a really, really good church. I was involved with women's groups there. My business was mostly women, you know, that I was catering to, and I had created myself a nice little kind of you know, safety network. So there wasn't any focus or any kind of temptation on getting swept up by a Mr. Wonderful. That was not, I was a very capable independent person. And I knew I didn't want to go there until I got some things figured out that I, you know, still didn't have a clue what my issues were. I just knew I had some if I was attracting the wrong thing. So why don't I just focus on my priorities, my children, building my relationship with Christ, and my business. So that's where I was. It was awesome. I was doing good. I was doing really good. But then, oh, my gosh, the rug gets pulled out from under me, and I'll, I'll try not to go, like, to too many details. I'll, I'll retouch on this at a later time on this um, just crazy mystery disease that just pulled the rug out from under me in no time. So here I am. It's August of 2003. I'm booked up all the way till Christmas. I've got two big fundraisers planned. People are sending me checks like crazy for vendor booths and sponsorship and so forth like that. And the, all of a sudden, I'm in just complete, utter pain from head to toe. It had started with an old injury. I uh, had a hang gliding incident, got uh, slammed, uh, slammed to the ground by a nasty Oklahoma, Oklahoma thermal I'm uh, on, on a, a, land, a landing when I was cross-country flying, landing someplace that I wasn't familiar with and had literally had four ribs knocked out. And um, that I'd managed that fine through chiropractic, but all of a sudden that injury area just had really started aching and I kept going to the chiropractor and it wouldn't get better. And within a month's time, I put on like 25, 30 pounds. But you could tell it was like I looked in like, you know, I looked swollen. There was like inflammation. It wasn't just like weight. And I, I remember now, too, it was I was getting crazy cravings. I ate very healthy and very balanced. And all of a sudden, I was getting these crazy cravings, all these other just ridiculous symptoms. But the pain, oh, my goodness, the pain. And now the, the brain fog was even worse. Uh, to the point of, you know, the, the fatigue had gotten to the point of narcolepsy. I mean, I, I remember times like folding laundry, and then all of a sudden, you know, waking up two hours later, not even realizing, I just laid over and fell asleep with laundry in my lap. It was, it was just such a crazy time. And we'll dig into, I mean, I'm 
I'm tempted, like, as I'm thinking about that, I want to, we'll touch on that more later. But um, long story long, I, uh, within 30 days, I'm in utter pain, I put on 30 pounds. Within 60 days, I'm like, I've added on like 50, 55 pounds. I'm in just terrible pain. I am shut down. I can't work. I'm mailing checks back to these vendors and sponsors and so forth like that. I'm seeing doctors like crazy. And, you know, I had a little bit of money put away, but when you can't work, that went really fast. So all of a sudden, I'm having to apply for help uh, to get medical attention, and then I, I needed the help to get groceries. So all of a sudden, I've gone from thriving as a single mom and really getting something going for myself to being codependent on the government and, like, completely debilitated. I just could not hardly function. And... So they're putting me through all this test, you know, is it MS, is it, um, oh, I forget all the different things, um, lupus. I mean, they, they just, they, they went down the list of testing me for just this and that. And they couldn't really find out what was wrong with me. And they ended up, and not that fibromyalgia is a real thing, but this was, you know, a while back. And they ended up calling it severe fibromyalgia because they just really couldn't figure out what was going on. And back then, they didn't understand fibromyalgia. They just knew if you had all these symptoms, it was fibromyalgia, but they didn't really know what they were dealing with. But they just, you know, gave me lots of medications to deal with the symptoms. And, you know, each medication that was added, of course, added another side effect. And, you know, that would add another symptom. <laughs> so we'd have to add another medication. And it was horrible because I was... You know, I wasn't getting, like, the, the pain medication, that's what we'll talk about. we got to talk about, y'all know what a huge problem oxycodone is in our society these days. And that's one of the medications I was prescribed. But I want to go ahead and move on. And that's where we're going to pick up in the next segment uh, as I talk about this, this crazy kind of transition that I had to go through when I, I couldn't work for, like, three years, really more than that, but there's a three-year period there where I just uh, really struggled tremendously. So join me for the next segment as I continue this destitute to destiny story. Oh, there's so much more. I'm telling you, I'm, there's just, I, and again, bear with me because I'm, re, you know, that's, I'm, I'm going through this real kind of processing with you where I'm like, oh my goodness, that was me. That, that was really me. And it just kind of amazes me uh, aware of what's happening now and what it's taken and what I've had to overcome to get to this place. So bear with me as I get a little excited about sharing. But hey, you know where I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you with love because I love you. And I want to encourage you to lead with love and seek first to understand and go make good choices. Overcoming major life challenges that left Cindy homeless and alone on the city streets puts her in a unique position to make an impact. Contribute to the cause by utilizing the integrity-centric businesses found at cindyschoice.com. Thank you for being a part of our mission for change, because we can do so much more together.